It's the Breakcast, Breakcast, the PopBreak.com. Breakcast, Breakcast, listen to the show, because you're in for the PopBreak.com. Breakcast, Breakcast, oh Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Breakcast. My name is Bill Bodkin. I am joined, as always, by the California kid, Dan Cohen. We are here for the 2016 Pop Break Summer Movie Podcast. Uh, This is an annual tradition. The podcast isn't, but we have an annual tradition on the site of previewing the summer movies. It's one of our favorite movie seasons of the year, well, outside of the, I guess, the holiday movie season, but summer is, this is when you, you you dig deep into the pockets, you go to the movie theaters, you see a whole bunch of big budget action and sci-fi and comedy movies, and you just have a good time. And sometimes but- you check at your brain at the door, sometimes you don't. Dan, I have to say, before we kick into the summer, 2016 has been a hell of a year for movies. I mean, we had Force Awakens hangover for... For the box office, you know, in a time when everything's the doldrums, we had Deadpool breaking records, we had Zootopia breaking records, and then we had Batman, Superman, exactly everyone's minds. Of course, and yeah, and Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, which of course was just universally loved. There was no controversy whatsoever. It just kind of, you know, not a lot of discourse online at all on social media. Everyone was just, it was sunshine and rainbows. I mean, really, anytime you talk about Batman v Superman, you might as well just play the R.E.M. song, Shiny Happy People. Do you remember that one? Of course, uh, of course. Yeah, so, but we're not here to talk about Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. We have talked about that at nauseum. You can I'm check sure our we- last podcast where Al Manarino yeah. and Dan actually talked about it at length. Yeah, it was a brilliant debate on both sides, so you can check that out. It's a spoiler cast, but look, we're, we're moving on. We are moving on from BVS. I'm sure it will be brought up. At times, you know, because there's plenty to talk about here. There's going to be this this summer is loaded. I I think that's an understatement. I think you can agree with that. We got superhero movies. We've got the return of a lot of big franchises. We're going to talk about it all. Ghostbusters, Independence Day, Star Trek, Ninja Turtles, Jason Bourne's coming back. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I am ready to go. It is going to be nuts. This is a nuts summer because there's also this summer is bringing back a lot of sequels to movies that you're just going to kind of scratch your head at at points and be like, "Huh, we needed a sequel to that. I didn't really didn't really know that." And I think it's actually it'll be very curious to see how a lot of those movies play out. Um, yeah, we're, we're, there's especially I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, we'll definitely get into films like Alice Through the Looking Glass, which is a sequel six years after the last one. Uh, now, now you see me too. I mean, yeah, which is. I mean, I don't understand that at all. Now you see me. It was a nice little surprise hit, but it's not like it blew up the box office. And I think that's see, that's the kind of sequel where you want to capitalize quickly. Like you yes. like, maybe like a year or two years later, but I think you're talking about a three year difference now. People have moved on, and to like to just release it right in the middle of the melee here, it, that's not going to do well. But we're we're going to get into the to scheduling. We're going to get into all of it because. 
There's so much to digest here. I mean, I, I've got two Gatorades sitting next to me. It might not be enough for this podcast. Well, I'm warning I, everybody right now. I, I, I've got my poured myself a, a whiskey like a gentleman, and, I, I, and I'm ready to go. Of course, I could. Fine, that sounds more manly than Gatorade, whatever. Hey, at least you'll not be drunk by the time we get to July. Uh, so we start off. I mean, summer, summer is going to start off. Actually, I'm really impressed with what April has brought because the movie I'm amped for that I really want to see leading into summer, which I think is actually going to be a big box, at least I hope, a big box office uh, movie that's going to, which will give way to our first big movie of the summer, is The Jungle Book. Oh, yeah. I I think that looks phenomenal, and um, I'm excited for that one. I think that's, I'm actually surprised, I think it was a smart move by Disney to move it to April. I think that could have easily been a summer movie, but smart move by Disney to give it in a little bit of a dull time to make the most money possible back. And, and we saw that, and we saw this happen earlier this year too, what you were talking about. I mean, look, Deadpool, I mean, that movie cleaned up and like part of it is because the movie was awesome, but I still it, haven't seen it. So it was, but it was able to really clean up because it was a release in February with nothing. I mean, it just blew away the competition. I think um, that movie would have made truckloads of money no matter what. It would not have done as well if they released it in like June or July. You don't think it so? would have gotten I mean, it would have done fine, but it would not have made the. It would not have gotten to where it did. Yeah. I think it's at like three forty or something domestically. Insane. It would not yeah. have made that amount of money um, had it been released in the summer melee. And the thing with Batman v Superman too. I mean, like I know the box office. It was disappointing, but you know it's still doing pretty well relatively. Oh yeah, um, I, I think. And the, it would not have. It the, would uh, not have done as well. Had it not been released in March, that was that was a very smart move for Warner Brothers. If they had released that movie in the summer, in the bad word of mouth, it would have tanked quickly. But uh, because it's just there's nothing here, it was able to kind of you know maintain a decent amount of box office. And I think you're right with the Jungle Book too. Um, you know, it's a nice little April release, kind of make its money, and then get out before the uh, before the monster trucks come in in April in May. So. Good, it was a good move. And we'll first, see more and, of this by studios. And the, the first monster truck that pulls into the lot, and you're talking about a huge one, Captain America Civil War. That's going to be released um, on Friday, May 6th. I mean, that's the summer kickoff, and I I said this in my box office predictions column. It's gonna. It's the first. It's the first movie that's getting released this summer, and it's not going to relinquish the crown. All summer long. I mean, would you agree with that? I, I think that's the movie to beat. It's the movie to beat, but I've, um, I mean, I don't want to jump the gun on what I think could be the top three. I think there's a three-way dance for what's going to be the highest-grossing movie this summer. Uh, if you want me to get into it, I can get into a it right now. Three-way dance. Okay. Go I think ahead. you have three top contenders. I think you have Captain America: Civil War. Yep. I think you have Suicide Squad. Um, I, I have a feeling the, the hype is going to drive even the most mainstream of not comic book fans to that movie. And I think Finding Dory, because you have two generations of fans who could watch that. You have the kids, and then you have the people who saw it, the adults who saw it in the theaters 12 years ago who have kids now who are going to bring their kids to see it. I think you have a three-way t- a dance of three really strong, big releases that can make just sick money. I wish I could rant and rave and disagree with you and argue with you, but those are those were my top three picks. I think Cap, I think Captain America and Finding Dory. Quite honestly, I think those are locks for the top two spots. 
I mean, well, I won't say locks because I do agree with you with Suicide Squad. And here's the thing with Suicide Squad. I said this in my article. This is it. Damn it. This is it. This is going to be the DC movie that checks all the boxes. It is. It's going to, it's going to be it critically praised. It's going to be universally loved by fans. The trailers have been getting everyone pumped up. They look amazing. They've done Whereas everything I, right with this movie. Exactly. And, and this I is, just and, hope they don't. I don't want them to tell me more. I, 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 I please don't, please. Yeah. And that's what that's what I've loved about um, these last two trailers. I like the uh, I like the Bohemian and Rhapsody one a lot better. I thought that trailer just blew everyone away. This last one that they released uh, in conjunction with the MTV Movie Awards, I good, was really good. I it, thought it was really it was good. good. No, it was good. It just it didn't compare to me to that other one. But that it, was it gave you the that next, was a tough act to follow. I think it gave you the necessary explanation. It also needed to establish Joel Kinnaman's character as yeah, a sure. major character. Ooh, I'm a huge Joel Kinnaman fan from his days on The Killing on AMC. So um, I think it's pretty cool to see him in that. I think they also want to give a little more to Will Smith, especially pivoting off the MTV Movie Awards where he won the Achievement Award. Um, and I think they gave a little bit more to um, the character's name, who I don't know, who who does all the stuff with the fire. Um, they. No, I think his name is Diablo. He's one of the lower. Le- I think it's Diablo or something. El Diablo. It's something like that. But so he's one of the lower key. But let me just say this about Suicide Squad. And look, we're gonna people. I mean, strap in because we're going down the calendar all summer. So we'll talk about Suicide Squad a little more too sure. later on. But I, I think there's two big things I want to hit you with Suicide Squad. Sure. Yeah. Number one is number one is this is. Even when you look at the box office for Batman v Superman, we talked about it, and I know it was it's a movie that should have made a billion dollars. Word of mouth, bad reviews, it is what it is. Terrible trailers, bad marketing. I, terrible tra- well, I think I think one of the trailers was really terrible. Well that that um, was a big killer for it. And I, think- I agree. I agree. Even though I personally love the film, I don't want to detract into a BBS discussion. No, no, no. But even but but even when you look at the box office for that, for all the love in admiration that the MCU gets, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and all the hatred and negative word of mouth that BVS got, it's only going to fall short of three MCU films in terms of box office. Mm-hmm. The two Avenger films and then uh, Iron Man 3. I mean, for all the love and praise that Captain America Winter Soldier got, BVS beat it. And I think when you and I think what that tells me, Bill, is that people are thirsty as hell for DC films. So if we look at Suicide Squad... If it gets that positive word of mouth, if it gets the good buzz going, it is going to tear up the box office. I think you so. have the Joker coming in, Harley Quinn, a character that people have been craving for for years, and Batman. Will, He's in Will it. Smith, yep, and even yeah, even the BVS haters, they'll even tell you, yeah, we like Ben Affleck's Batman. He's back. It has everything going for it. I'm telling you, this is it. It's the DC film. That is finally going to be the one that Warner Brothers can hold up and say we did it. Oh, and yeah, I, agree. I, 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 it wouldn't I, shock me if it finished the summer as the number one movie. It really wouldn't. Nope, not at all. But let's jump into the okay. So let's jump into the let's jump into Captain America: Civil War. You mentioned Winter Soldier, which, in my opinion, I have probably seen that it's on stars like all the time. I can uh, imagine. I, I have to say, as a film, probably the best. Marvel movie in terms of a film. Um, I thought the acting was it was was really good. It was a really well written story. It was smart. You had Robert friggin Redford in it, who has always been great in my opinion. Um, 
to to play a great role. It is probably just one of, has the just emotional heft that a lot of Marvel movies don't have. So I'm really, really amped for Civil War to see where they're going to go through for it because I feel like this movie is going to have that emotional weight. You know, I I know you know everyone you know a lot of people. Let's knock Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. He's always flippant and everything. I think you're going to see a really emotional side. For Robert Downey Jr., he's going to show off a little more range. It's not going to just be like, let's have shawarma, you know. Um, you're all, yeah, I know you, That's why I said it, because I know you hate that line. I think you're also incorporating Paul Rudd, which I think is really cool. You're introducing Black Panther, which I think is cool. There is one problem I have with this whole thing. All right. The problem is, and it was in the trailer, it was the introduction of Spider-Man. And I'm, I'm going to give you guys my Civil War spiel soon, but I'm curious to see what your problem is. Spider-Man. It was, we ruined Spider-Man. Yeah. It's it's the same thing happened with BVS with Wonder Woman. It was, even though and that was Wonder it. Woman, I, I, I assume, I don't think you've seen BVS, have you? <sighs> I've seen so, one movie this year, so I mean, it was not that. All right, so I mean, I'm not going to do any spoilers here, but... But I know I'll she's say, in it, you know. Well, no, yeah, but what I was going to say is, you know, that moment when Wonder Woman pops up on screen... I heard, I've heard nothing but, amazing, like, amazing. But that, it would have been ten times more amazing if they didn't blow it in the trailer. And I agree with you. I think for the MCU fans, you, it's the same exact thing with Spider-Man. It is you the same exact comparison. They, and it's always been the downfall with Spider-Man, like... Let's oh we need to put two villains in Spider we need Venom, so let's put him in Spider Man three, but let's shoehorn two other villains in there. Let's shoehorn the Sinister Six into the second amazing Spider Man. It's, it's it's just like How did that work out? Uh, but I mean it's, it's they've always made a mistake with Spider Man, you know what I mean? But my problem no. with it is like you don't you didn't need to sell it's like it's like uh, I worked with and I'm gonna use this in a bar analogy. I worked with in bars in Jer- at the Jersey Shore for nine years. If you have a hot bar, you don't need to give away stuff to get more people in when you have a line a mile deep trying to get in. You know what I mean? This movie is going to make so much filthy money. You right. Did, at least you BBS, didn't need, you didn't at least need BBS had the excuse of they – it was – you know you didn't know how many people were going to go exactly. see it. So people they are, at least had an excuse. Yeah, people are – like people were going to see Civil War. You didn't need to throw Spider-Man in there. I know everyone wanted to see him. But you didn't need to see it. it, it this is just – and I don't want to detract too much, but it's just – it's part of my problem with the whole film blogging culture right now is that here's the problem, Bill, is if, if they didn't show Spider-Man in the Civil War trailer, you know what the discourse would be on that trailer? Why are they hiding Spider-Man? What's wrong? There's something wrong. Why are they hiding Spider-Man? That's yeah. what the conversation would have been. Yeah, and my response would have been – you know, come on, just relax. It's but, you're a movie. Right, but you're right, though. But the bigger point is right. I mean, it's, it was completely unnecessary. Imagine yes. what that moment would have been. However, well, I'm going to temper that yeah. by saying we just saw him jump in. There's going to be so much more with him. And there's going to be so much more to this movie than that. You have an amazing character in Black Panther who you're now going to develop. And from the little bit of the new scenes I've seen of him, it's going to be cool. Like, here's a character we're going to see. We're going to see Ant-Man going to be involved in here. We're going to see this clash, which we haven't seen before. Like, okay, yeah, in Marvel, I'll say. Not, we've seen Batman versus Superman. But, but what we, we're going to see good guys go at it. We're going to see two fan favorites. We're going to, actually, Marvel's going to make you think. 
in a, in a movie that's with the Avengers. Most Avengers movies are enjoyable. They're popcorn flicks. They don't make you think too much. But this is going to be like, you have to choose a side, movie fan. And I like that. I like I when a movie right. challenges. I, I hope you're right. It's the same directors and this, and this, as Civil as a Winter Soldier, uh, the Russo brothers. I have and I have faith that they will do it because uh, Winter Soldier was so good. I really have faith that this movie is going to knock a lot of people who are Marvel detractors who just sit there like, ugh, no, 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 yeah, like yourself, who are just said, ugh, Avengers, ugh, these team movies. I think you're going to sit there and be like, you're going to walk out of that movie and be like, you know what? That was a damn good movie as just a movie because I mean you saw Winter Soldier, yeah, that was a damn good movie. I th- I mean in my opinion I don't know if you I, hate it. well here's okay I want you to be right I I want to like this movie a lot oh but, I, and I could Winter, I could be and totally Winter Soldier wrong. Winter Soldier yes it's it's no question it's one of the better MCU films I think that and Guardians of the Galaxy I think those are the two ones that I can I can sit there and say. These are really good movies. Although I can't, I still I can't think, wait for that sequel. That sequel's going to be so good. I still think, though, with Winter Soldier, I, th- this is my problem with a lot of the MCU fans is I do get uncomfortable when people make Dark Knight comparisons with Winter Soldier. Well, can we please, can we please, please calm no, down? No, 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 no. You're talking I, no, no, about... We, I think it just... You can never put, those, like, okay, Dark Knight... You can't even put that in as a comic book movie, in my opinion. It's the one of the best that, movies ever made, and I just hate when people. This is what I think he, this I is think, what people want to do: is they want to cavalierly just throw out, "Oh, look, it's Marvel's Dark Knight. It's Marvel's Dark Knight." Well, Dan, I mean, it's, I mean, I don't think it's that cavalier because if you're making the comparison and saying this is Marvel's Dark Knight because. It's the best acted. It's the best directed. It has the most emotion. But just to incorporate the, the name Dark Knight, uh, no, no, no. That's people sense are, are going to read that. People are going to read that, and they're going to say, "Oh, so people are saying that it's on the level of quality as the Dark Knight." Wh- and that's where I really—that's what that's what really grinds my gears with <laughs> MCU. You. Fans. Thank you, Peter Griffin. Um. <laughs> no problem. I do what I can. But I'll just say this with Winter with Winter Soldier. But leaving all the Dark Knight stuff aside. It, it, it's a good movie. I, I like it. It's, you know, I, I think, do I think it's overrated? Yes. But no, it's definitely so. a really good movie. Um, my pro, here's my thing with Civil War is. It's Marvel and you hate Marvel? It, but it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not so much that. It's, it's the, it's my fear that they're trying to, it's Marvel once again trying to have their cake and eat it too. Yes. In the trailers I've seen, there is that more serious side. There is that more emotional impact you get with Tony Stark. And I am looking forward to that aspect of the film. But here's some of the things that bother me about Civil War where I feel like they're not going to commit to going full out serious and more dramatic, which is what I think you are kind of leaning towards with this film, is when I see clips like Hawkeye in um, Black Widow fighting and then they're like, oh, but we're still going to be friends after this, right? That's one of the clips. And that to me is like, come on. Aren't could, be you guys... out of, could be out of context. I mean, it's a trailer. It could be out of context. All we have to go on now is the trailer. And that's the type of clip where I see it. Oh, no, it's, and it, I say it, to myself, right. they're yeah, afraid to commit. They're afraid to commit to uh, 
going all out conflict between these Avengers. It's still it's still telling people, don't worry, everyone. It's still going to be fun. We're not going to get too serious. And then I see another clip. I think this is the one that they paired with uh, the MTV Movie Awards. But it's basically like they're taking down random foot soldiers or whatever. And it's it's the Falcon going like, oh, there's seven hostiles. Oh, now there's only five. Now there's only four. That's such an Avengers crap type of dialogue uh, no that's a that's an, that's an action movie dialogue i mean i no i mean but that's I, what I, i'm saying but that's what i'm saying you i want this to be more because no, i've see, said okay. this a hundred times i've said this a hundred times i've seen too many damn good superhero movies where i'm not going to settle for the typical generic action we the don't, generic music we don't, store we don't score. know if that that could be the opening sequence too no you're you're right you're that, right that mm-hmm. i mean it, inside of context if that's like in the middle of the movie and they're doing that, that doesn't make any sense. But if that's the beginning of the movie and they're just establishing here's this team of the Avengers or whatever, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I watched that clip live while it was at the MTV Movie Awards and it didn't really do that much for me. The whole, I think the whole point of it was it's establishing more of Hawk and, oh, I'm sorry, Falcon. And it's establishing Scarlet Witch a little bit more. Two characters who in, okay, I still haven't watched Ant-Man yet, but two characters who haven't been overly ex- established in the Marvel Universe, who need a little bit more of that breath, who need a little bit more of that, here's the cool stuff they can do. Um, so I, I go in there optimistic, but I know what the downfalls can be. And, right, and that's, and I, I want, like, look, I, I say this, I always say, that, like, I'm, a down, I'm down on the MCU, and I absolutely am. I don't like the MCU movies very much. I'm not going to dance around that fact. But look, at the end of the day, I always, I want the movie to be good. I want to see great movies. I mean, with Guardians of the Galaxy, I was dreading that movie for, ye- for a year. And, but you know what? I saw it, and I just threw my hands up, and I said, no, this is good. They, they did it. So, look, if the movie's great, I will admit it. But it's just, I've been bamboozled by the MCU before. Iron Man 3, the tone of those trailers, I was like, yes, we're finally going to get a very serious conflict with Tony Stark. Things are going to get a little darker. I've been waiting for this with this character. And what happened, Iron Man 3 was like the biggest joke fest you could ever imagine with a lame April Fool's joke halfway in between the movie. Just just so they could go for shock value. I, no, don't, I, want to, I, I don't want to detract into an Iron Man 3 discussion, but that's, but that's my problem. And I just... In the clips that I've seen for Civil War, I see that same Marvel attitude. I want – this needs to be for me – I want to see a very serious, dramatic, tension-filled conflict between Captain America and Tony Stark. I don't want them to basically sugarcoat it and just say – you know, and for, for them to say, don't worry. It's just for kids. You know, We're still going to joke around when they fight and it's still just going to be for fun. Don't worry, guys. No, I I don't want that. I want this to be a great conflict between those. Well, two I mean, you could you've seen that as evidenced in the the fight between Captain America and the Winter Soldier. That was nowhere near a kids' movie. No, and, it wasn't. No, you're right. So and I think I think I think we. I have I have some hope, but yeah. I'm still but I still have my MCU blinders on. I know. But even do. but even with Civil War, like, look, it's whatever you think about the film, whatever I think about the film. There's no question it is going to make oodles and oodles and oodles and bags of cash. And I have no doubt that it's going to score positive critic ratings across the board. And, I mean, we're recording this. Reviews still aren't out yet. um, But you can already see a positive – 
feedback some reviews, from, from Twitter. Yeah, so there are, there are some out. advanced screenings and the reviews are positive so far. But, you know, we've spent a lot of time on uh, on this. Let's move into the next weekend, which will be really, really quick. Um, it'll be the week, uh, weekend of Friday the 13th. And the films, the films coming out that weekend, the wide releases, are The Darkness starring Kevin Bacon and Rada Mitchell, Kidnap starring Halle Berry, and Money Monster starring uh, George Which Clooney. looks terrible. Oh, <laughs> Just wow. Side. I'm sorry. I, 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 saw, I saw totally, a trailer for it. totally disagree with you on that. Oh, it looks it looks like a bad version of the big short. <laughs> no way. I think that has all the makings of could be a sleeper film that could be a really fun watch. Jodie Foster looks up, looks has obnoxious. not been – she has not been a bad director. She's the one directing the movie. Yep. Like you also have – Dominic West in it, one of my favorites. George Clooney and George Clooney and Grant Heslov are producing the oh, film. Oh, she directed The Beaver. I actually like that movie. Nobody it, saw it because that was at the height of the, the Mel Gibson, Gibson hate. Yeah, but uh, it's but actually it's actually a really. I'm good telling movie. you, this may not be like some sort of crackerjack Hitchcockian thriller, but this is going to be a really. I, I have a feeling I'm a Clooney guy. Um, he's and I think it has an interesting premise. Oh, Giancarlo Esposito's in there. Yeah, oh, it's got yeah. a good. It's got a, a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and I, I think you've got a pretty good cast behind it. And if they tell a clean story, I think this could be a really good uh, movie to rent. I don't think this is going to be a box office smash at all. No, no. Um, you know, which is sick. Cause I don't think Clooney actually has an amazing box office record. But this is a movie that should have been released in September, October. This or, is a dumb. State. Yeah, I mean, I can see this getting pushed. I actually know I can't because they've already they had a Super Bowl ad, so I, this isn't going to get moved. I mean, it may. I mean, we're we're essentially here already, so I mean, it's it's coming out. But yeah, I don't get the release date for this at all. Okay, moving on to the weekend of Friday, May twentieth, we have the Angry Birds movie. We have Neighbors Two, Sorority Rising, and the Nice Guys starring. Now this is where now this is where my little surprise hit I think could come in. I, I think the Nice Guys could definitely be. It the has gem got of the summer. Crazy good buzz going on about it. Oh, and look, I mean, pairing up Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling, I mean, that's a dream pair up can for I, me. Can I, can I, can I, can I go on the record here for a second? I go am, ahead. I am an unabashed Russell Crowe fan. How can you not be? Oh, thank you. Well, a lot of people aren't. Um, I, mean, I, I he's okay. I mean, I guess like he seems to be not the but, seems I mean, to be a little look, kind of prickish at times. But like look at his but, films, man. He's but, yeah, but his movies. Fun, man. I'm going to pull up a movie that actually was really good, and I can't remember the name of it. I'm sorry for the typing in the background. Everybody. No, I, I, you, you, I mean, I can't imagine there, anyone saying that the guy's not like not a great actor. I mean, he was unbelievable in Noah. Uh, I didn't actually I, see I, that. You know, I, I, I oh, you got to check it. Noah's an awesome movie. Darren Aronofsky and Russell Crowe really carries that film. Um, you know, of course, loved him in Man of Steel. Uh, didn't see Broken City. I mean, everyone makes fun of him for for Les Mis. I mean, oh, you know, oh, not, here's here's a not really, the best you know idea. Let really, him no, but. he was terrible in Les Mis. Um, as someone who actually bought thirty odd foot of Grunt, his band, and had someone review it in college, yeah, he's a terrible singer. He was in a movie called The Next Three Days with Elizabeth Banks. It's a, a thriller. That was a really, really good movie. It's like he is a guy whose wife, played by Elizabeth Banks, was accused of murder, and he tries to get her out of jail, and he's trying to prove her innocence. Flew under the radar because it came out in 2010, kind of at his like 
down period. But man, he was good in that, and it, it, that was a good movie. State of Play, that was a great movie. Even uh, I don't Robin know, Robin Hood see, sucked. That did was you see American movie. Gangster? Oh, uh, not a fan. He was really no, good no, no. I wasn't. Like, I wasn't either. I wasn't either. But uh, what I was going to say is that's the type of movie that he elevates. Like he made that movie was, like okay. Yeah. Body of Lies, I hated. I actually hated. I like. Body. I like Body of Lies. I'm the only person that hates that movie. I just can't stand that. Movie. I'm biased because it has Leo in it. So no, I love DiCaprio too, man. I really do. And I watched that movie. I'm like, this movie sucks. But C- the other guy, C- but, he, but Cinderella he, Man. And that was yeah. a, that was yeah. see that one got that one got killed because that's exactly when he nailed that guy in the hotel with the phone. But oh, like, that was, okay. But yeah. for like, I watched that with my dad, and like, it reminded him of his father who was a boxer, and like, we got all emotional about it. But it was a it's a really good movie that just kind of flew under the radar. I mean, and you know what? He's awesome in Man of Steel. I loved him in Man of Steel. And oh, he was amazing. Ryan Gosling is just friggin' great. And uh, you know, you know, I'm his. You know, I'm the biggest Ryan Gosling fanboy there yeah, is. So yes, we, all, we know your love for Drive. <laughs> I, I I sleep with my Drive DVD every night. But yeah, one of my but, least favorite movie purchases I've seen. Um, but that's another day. We're not we're not getting into a Drive. Oh, by story. the way, let's talk about one of the biggest bombs that's going to happen this summer. Sure, Neighbors Two. Talk about I, I, an unnecessary. I, I could have cared. I could have cared less about the first one. It was the I, most the mediocre, sucked. mediocre <laughs> Seth Rogen comedy. Like it was the it was the epitome of what Seth Rogen is, which is just completely forgettable. And Neighbors it, Two. It's and a, I feel bad. All for, the Seth Rogen movies you could have made a sequel to. This is the one I don't get. Like you could have made like Pineapple Express Two. You could have you know you could have done more with him. I thought that was a funny movie, but. But okay, the that first was, neighbors. All right, it was a nice little surprise. Great, but then and then this is what studios do. Is they're like, oh, this was our little. This was a little the little engine they could. Let's release it in May. It's a summer movie. It's gonna tank. Nobody oh, cares. No one cares. And I, I feel bad for uh, what's what's her name? Uh, Rose Byrne. Not Rose Byrne. Chloe but, Grace um, Moretz. Yeah, like she's. I think she's a talented actress. She but is. She, but she, a, she has not been on the greatest run recently, and this just looks like another stinker. So whatever. I'm actually we surprised spent- the Angry Birds movie is coming out at, at this point, so close to a Civil War, because I would have been like, yeah, let me put this out at a time. I think two weeks separation is, is enough. I think I, I think it's going to make money. It's going to make money, but it's going to clean up. But I think it would have made more money later in the year. You know what I mean? During like those dog days of summer, I think like. It I think you're going to feel differently when we really start to get into the to the June and July release dates. Maybe, I think you're going to I think you're going to see that it's just it's so stuffed. Um, this is actually a nice little buffer for. Hold for on. It. You're you're distancing from Civil War, um, and it's the only it's going to be the only kids movie that's going to be going at that point. It, it's it's going to clean up. And now we're going to go into Memorial Day weekend. S. Uh, I think we have another huge bomb coming our way. Alice through the looking glass. I so, I, know, I know you were very in your column were very positive on this movie. I, I would say super positive. I mean, I, I had just missing out on the top ten. I don't so. think it'll make the top ten. I, oh no, and that I, agree. I, I, I had just missing out. I don't so. even think it's going to come close to the top ten. Okay, but this is what I said in my column, and I agree. Like it's, I don't think it's going to bomb, but it's not going to do great. And I said in my column that does anybody like the first one? No, it's one oh, of those head scratchers. First, oh. How did it make? much money 
but I think it made it made something like three hundred and thirty five domestic, something like that. So let's say, but let's it, say came you out of, that came out at a good. If they came in at a good time, though, that was like I remember because that was Anne Hale. That was her first review for Pop Break ever. That was about two thousand ten ish or two thousand eleven, and that was a March April release. And that's even if you cut that box office in half, and that's going that's the I budget. Mean, <laughs> okay, like a hundred. So that's like a hundred and sixty something. Like whatever. I think that's still fine for this movie. Um, mm, plus no, that's, not I, even fa- I, that's not even factoring in international gross, which should do pretty well for this type of movie. So, I mean, look, I don't. I, I think it's just going to kind of come and go. It's not going to tank, but it's not going to like be super successful either. It will be what it will be. It should have, if they were going to capitalize on the success of the other Alice movie, it should have been. You know, it should have been like three years ago. But I think its biggest, I think its dumbest mistake is seriously. Opening against X Men Apocalypse, yeah. What, what, pisses, what pisses me off about that too is um, in X Men Apocalypse, you know, it is my, it is actually my most anticipated movie of the summer. Um, oh, it I'm is the, I'm, it's the one I'm personally most excited about. I, you know, I love the X Men films. Um, I'm just pissed because I think they're, I think it's going to hurt X Men just a little bit, not a ton, but. X-Men should be on its own. I mean, I get it. It's Memorial Day weekend, so that's kind of like the one summer weekend where you can share the wealth a little bit. But, yeah, um, yeah. And I you're, say, and you're I like three to four weeks out on Civil War. So. Upset about each other with that. So, you know, yeah, no, there's plenty of distance from Civil War. Um, and I just want to talk about X-Men for a little bit here. Oh, because, let's please. Let's do. Look, I, I can't even tell you how excited I am for this film. Um, Days of Future Past, I slobbered all over that film. You can go back Such and watch. a good movie. And, Such a good movie. And the X-Men films, they've been on an absolute tear. Recently. Except for the X-Men 3. Uh, but we're going, but that's going like way back. So yeah, that's we, almost, that's over 10 years ago, I think. So we're, that's, that's way in the rearview mirror. I mean, you're talking about Deadpool, which people forget is an X-Men film, which is why, unfortunately, you know, as great and as successful as Deadpool was, this movie won't really get the ride the coattails of that because no, Deadpool no. really is its own entity, even though it's technically an X-Men film. But they never marketed it as an X-Men yeah, film, even though Colossus re- was in it. They never right, marketed it that way. Right. People aren't going to really be able to associate it with that. Unless, still, unless yeah, there's, yeah. there's like that random cameo we don't know about. Uh, man, I mean, that's a, you're talking about a shoehorned in cameo. I mean, geez. I, I would say, but but now they, what they are going to be able to do is write off the steam of Days of Future Past, which did very well. Everybody loves. Was that two years ago? Yeah, two years ago. So okay. it's still fresh in everyone's mind. My my concern with this film, and while I'm personally, I think the movie's going to be awesome, and I I really appreciate that the trailers have really not given anything up. I, it's it, they're playing it pretty close to the vest. But they've really, it's really gotten lost in the shuffle. I know. I, that's what that's my concern. Is I said this in my article is that for whatever reason, people are just kind of eh on the trailers, and and I even I have to admit, I haven't been blown away by the trailers. I have no doubt the film's going to be. The second awful. trailer was much better. It was better, but. I still nothing about these trailers have blown me away, but they're fighting a losing battle. When you compare them to the Days of Future Past trailers, which oh, were yeah. some of the greatest trailers I've ever seen in my life, plus X Men Apocalypse, it doesn't have the benefit of being able to say we are uniting the two casts. There's no Wolverine in this one, 
So I'm oh, a little shit, worried. That's right. There's no Wolverine. I'm, so I'm worried. I'm, I mean, the movie's going to do very well. Don't get me wrong. Um, and look. I think, is, I think they have one. I think Marvel has, or Fox, I should say, has one slam dunk trailer left. They Yeah, no, they'll probably, and I, I hope that they, see, I hope that they don't bow to the fan complaints and kind of blow their load. I, I really like that we're not seeing a lot here. And I can't even, I can't tell you how excited I am to see Oscar Isaac's take on Apocalypse. I, I'm just salivating. Um, he was but, great but look, in Star Wars. But even though, even though the trailers haven't blown anyone away, all this movie needs to do is just get great reviews early on and great early word of buzz, and then it could easily get towards 300 million domestic. I mean, yeah, to me, it's like, it's X-Men, so I'm obviously going to see it. Which has, which, and X-Men movies have a good history on Rotten Tomatoes. They have a very and, and, and I think it has a great cachet with the audience. I mean, people are going to see, it's yeah. X-Men, so I think the lack of Wolverine, although... I mean, hey, first class didn't have Wolverine, and that did really well. Uh, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't clean up. But first class. I mean, well. it did. It was kind of like Batman Begins in the sense that Batman Begins not a was not a box office monster, but it, it had. Really a, but well. it had to recover from Batman and Robin, and it had a lot of legs. So it basically it was basically the bridge year to get us to the Dark Knight, and that's right. basically what first class was. It was the bridge movie. To get kind of people back on board, you know, to get the good faith going for the franchise. And then you were able to release Days of Future Past, which blew up. So, look, I think, I think you're right, though. This, this movie's going to do perfectly fine. I, I'm not – I just wish that people were more gung-ho about the trailers. It is what it is. The, um, well, the, but all it, needs is, all it needs is good word of mouth early on. And if it hits that 85 90% range of Rotten Tomatoes – Forget about it. It's going to do really well. I cannot wait for this film. What could hurt that box office is the following weekend. Um, and I'm going to get through the... Now the, we're moving the, into June here. We're June... Th- weekend of June 3rd. Let me get through the crap first. We have the, <laughs> the Bye Bye Man, which is just a cheapy Mothman... Pro- it's just a crappy horror movie. And it, it'll do fine because I'm sure it has a... am sure it was a, made a, for like five bucks. Yeah. I mean, there's some movies I've seen, dude, that it's like... Um, uh, what was it? Uh... Unfriended. I watched that on HBO. It made it, uh, exactly. It made a million. It was cost a million dollars to make. It made sixty at the box office. Sixty is not great shakes at the box office, but it was a fifty-nine million dollar profit. You mean sixty? Wait, how much? Sixty? What did it make? It made sixty million at the box office. Oh, for a movie like that, that's like they're they're doing. Are you kidding me? They're doing they're Seven. doing parties and headstands exactly. and headstands at the. So yeah, I'm sure uh, the Bye yeah. Bye Man cost twenty bucks to make. It'll make decent money. Ah, yeah, I mean, whatever. It is uh, whatever. a sp- potential sleeper. Oh, I know which one you're going to say. And I'm dreading this one. Me before you. Oh, I was—I was actually—I was thinking you were going to talk about the other one there. Uh, I mean, me before you. It's—I I think that could, depending on the marketing of that movie, it could could get the date movie thing going on for the summer. Uh, pop star, never stop, yeah. never stopping. That, that's, that's the one gonna, I thought you were going to say. Um, no, no, that's going to tank. Uh, that has—I I, I hope it tanks. <laughs> but um, the movie that's going to hurt X Men bad, I think, is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two, Out of the Shadows, because one. The New trailer movie, just got released. Yeah, and it looks awesome. And I didn't even want to see the first one. The second movie looks really good. I mean, you've just added you added Laura Linney to the cast. You've you've got like Fred Armisen's going to be the voice of Krang. I mean, you've got a, I a sick really cast. hope 
I really hope. I mean, I'm going to totally, blame, could, you, I'm gonna blame it, you for this. It could totally I, suck, but I mean, like, it's well, going to make a lot saying. of money. Because you know, I was excited about the first one, and it yeah. broke my heart. But but actually, Did I, in tell a couple, you was gonna, I, I was like, dude, that movie's going to suck. <laughs> I actually, I, I don't know why. I stupidly had faith in it. But you know what, though? In seeing it a couple more times, it's actually not that bad. Um, but this one, is, and I'm a, I am such a huge Turtles fan, and I can't wait for this film. I really hope I'm not setting myself up for disappointment, but they're really they're really placating to to my crowd because they're putting in all the fan favorite characters. You got Casey Jones, you got Bebop and, and Rocksteady. Finally, they picked the best person for Casey Jones, I think. And finally, finally, I've been waiting for this my whole life. Krang, he's coming. I I cannot tell per- you perfect, how long I've been waiting for this perfect, character. Perfect voice for it too. Yeah, Fred, that's a good choice. Fred Armisen, I and, cannot wait for this film. I, I don't mind who they cast for um, um, Rocksteady, pro wrestler Seamus. Um, you know, I think, you know what? He looks the part, you know. He's got a bowhawk and, and a septum piercing. But these trailers, it it looks like a great Turtles romp. And yeah, it really I, does, I, but I could so see it being a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I know. I really got to really kind of train myself back into just, like... You know what? You know what's gonna. I need to remind myself. Michael Bay's producing. Michael Bay's producing. Michael Bay's producing. I think that can be my outlier here. But I don't know what to tell you, guy. I, I think the trailer looks awesome as hell. The it's bringing in all the fan favorite characters. You get Baxter Stockman. Um, you know Tyler, Tyler Perry. Perry. The role he was born to play, baby. Baxter Stockman. Uh, but look, it looks like a like I said, it looks like a great Turtles romp. I, I even think I saw the Technodrome in there in the background in some of the trailers. Shut your mouth. That's I, ridiculous. I'm telling you, go, go, go watch the trailer. Are there neutrinos in this one? Because. Hey, maybe the, I think they should save those for the third one. All right. They should. The, the flying, the flying car. Uh, so look, as a, as a lifelong Turtles fan, they're bringing in all the big guns here. And uh, yeah, I, A, I think the movie's going to do really well. And B, I think it might actually be good. I really do. <laughs> All right, let's move into our next weekend. We, uh, which is, I think, it's going to be a bit of a slugfest to see um, the first one, and I think this movie is going to bomb. It's going to uh, yep. Warcraft. Oh, this is this is this oh. is going to be our first big yikes of the summer, as you as this, you said. This um, mo- I think the technology is there for this movie to be made, <sighs> but. It's like way late. It's like the Warcraft craze was like I felt it was like ten years ago, if not longer. I feel like I feel like I, I've, I've been with my wife for about ten years, and I feel like even before that, it was popular. Like it, it's just so like you, you waited way too long for that. I think it's going to be awful. Um, I don't think it's that they waited too long, but this is look. It's video game movies. I don't know what it is, but that first yeah. that first Super Mario Brothers movie just put a hex on all superhero movies. But this was, but here, but the thing is with Warcraft is this was the one that people were really excited about. You got and you barely first, seen any trailers for it too. But this is the first. This is the first video game movie where people can really say they finally got an A list director, Duncan Jones, who's. Got an impressive track record here with Moon and Source Code. Oh, but that Moon first, was so good. But that first trailer broke, and people were just – it was dog crap. It was just boring, generic fantasy whatever. And you know in this day and age, you cannot make a bad – you can't afford to make a bad first impression, especially going into a new franchise. And that trailer underwhelmed. And yeah, it's – 
it's going to tank, Bill. It is going to bomb. It's just going to be another video game movie where people throw up their hands and say, what happened? By the way, Duncan <laughs> Jones, son of David Bowie. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. A lot of people know that. Um, uh, which is, just throwing yeah, kind of, it out there. Here's, here's a surprise one. Uh, night, well, the fact they made a sequel to this one, Now You See Me 2. It's, it's a curious one. Nobody I, cares. Uh, okay, here's why I think it might do okay. And it'll be no surprise because I think the trailers have been pretty interesting. You've got Daniel Radcliffe playing the villain. Morgan Freeman's back. Uh, I think it's a few years too late, obviously, but I have a feeling maybe not translating to box office, but as a movie, I think this is going to be fun. I Look, I, I, I think it's going to come and go. I don't think it's going to tank or anything. No, but it'll I'm, I'm be... Sure, I mean, I'm sure the budget was, you know, was fine. So uh, this is, Now You See Me, it was a nice little surprise hit, but this is the type of movie that you really need to capitalize on one or two years later. I think we've all moved on. The trailer, you know, it looks fine, but the movie this, yeah. this should have been released in April. The movie I think that's gonna that I think it's gonna clean up is The Conjuring Two. Why it's a horror movie, so obviously it's gonna do well. But uh, the first Conjuring, uh, despite the fact that Anne Hale, who is our horror maven and guru, uh, hated the movie, uh, it did and bombed it on pop break. Um, the movie did. Uh, phenomenally at the box office a few years ago. I think it was three, uh, 2013. And if they just basically follow the formula they use in that first movie, it's guaranteed box office right Well, there. I just want to say, you know, thank Moses that we have Anne Hale on the site because horror is the one genre that I... It's, it's you know, not, I have to not, say... It's not my cup of tea. I, before I met my wife, I did not watch horror movies. I didn't get into them. I have seen a lot since I've been married to her and been dating her. And I can tell you, of the ones, this is this was really good. I mean, uh, uh, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson were both really good in the movie. Horror sequels tend to blow, but it's it's just also this movie had did so well that people are definitely good. I think they're definitely yeah. Gonna no, it's to like it. I mean, look, it's it's it will make the money it needs to make. It's not you know, it, I'm sure like like we talked about now. You see me too. I mean, budget I'm sure is low as they always are for horror movies. So. Uh, and I think I don't think you're too far removed from the first Conjuring. Yeah, you're not. Still forgotten it. So yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's it's not going to blow off the box office, Here, or anything, but it'll so, do fine. So moving on to uh, the next weekend, and this is uh, this is something we talk about at our our, our pre production notes. It is the two <sighs> big movies coming out this week. The weekend of Friday, June seventeenth, are Finding Dory and Central Intelligence. I'm, I'm dreading. Can I just tell you that? Look, yeah, go for I, it. Oh, man, I, I, that that trailer. First of all, I think the premise is stupid. But secondly, that just terrible fat CGI with Dwayne Johnson was cringeworthy. It, it was pretty was bad. Cringeworthy, and this was this was a candidate for uh, my worst of the summer list, and it just got beat out by another film that we'll touch on later. Um, but it, it just looks like a horrible comedy. It, it's going to be this summer's vacation. I think the movie looks Oh my scary. god. I I saw Vacation recently. I could not believe how unfunny that movie was. I did not laugh once. And there okay. were so many funny people in that movie, and I just wanted to burn myself alive watching the movie. My wife wanted to watch it, so I'm like, yeah, fine, I don't really give a crap. And I was just like, this is the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. I'm sorry we're, for cursing everybody, but that was yeah, fucking terrible. Ouch my ears, but that's okay. 
Um, I, I completely – I totally understand your response towards vacation. It deserves that type of illicit response. And uh, I, I'm actually going to – I'm going to circle back to vacation for a very specific reason later on in this podcast. Let's talk about this weekend. So here. central intelligence to me, like I said to you in our pre-show uh, meeting, was um, this is the biggest test I think for Kevin Hart and it's somewhat for The Rock. Uh, Kevin Hart has had the luxury of just releasing movies in the doldrums, and he has made boatloads of money. Personally, I think I ca- cannot believe San Andreas made the money it did. That no, was no, a movie no. I thought had tanked. Written oh movies. yeah, I'm I'm very surprised at that too. But I'm sticking with Kevin Hart for the ones part because he has made so much money. I th- actually think he's very funny. I've seen his stand up, but he's never done a big summer movie like this before. And he's paired up with a guy who has had a pretty decent run. But let's not forget, two years ago, he did Hercules. And oh, that was a disaster. You're a bi- I can't believe you just reminded me about Hercules. Yeah. Oh, that not only was that movie terrible, but um it, I had uh, I had the like worst movie going experience when I saw Hercules. It was oh so, uh, so, awful, awful. so that I mean you know, that has it's going up against a movie and finding Dory that has generations of fans behind it. It, it has sure. so much. You've got Pixar. You've got the people like me and you who saw it when we were in our 20s. Okay, maybe you weren't in your 20s, but oh no, maybe I wasn't even in my 20s. Uh, it depends on what year that came it was out. Two, it was 2003. It came out in 03. Okay, so I'm 34. I was not in my 20s. I was in college, at least. So I was like maybe 20 when it came out. Um, yeah, it was either 03 or 04. But, uh, I was yeah. 03. I was, still in, I was still in college when it came out. Yeah, so I was like 20, probably 19 or 20. And so people of my generation or older now have children. So what do we want to do? We've, we Every time we see a clownfish, we say, oh, that's Nemo. You see an angelfish. Oh, that's Dory. And you point to that. And you always remember that. It has this built-in audience it's it's just gonna it's just gonna be filthy, stupid, insane money. And oh people, yeah, it's it's. I mean, yeah, uh, but I agree with Civil I, War. It's but the, I agree. It's Pixar. It's it's a sequel to one of their most successful films. I mean, it, it's guaranteed three fifty domestic. It's not even like without even breaking a but sweat. But I do agree with Logan Fowler, who I had lunch with the other day, who said this. Who's a big Pixar guy? This was not the sequel Pixar needed to make. The Incredibles needed to be the one that had to come out first. Yeah. Well, if I had my druthers, I would say I don't want Pixar to make any sequels. This is a bone no, no, I have to pick no, with no, Pixar. Oh, okay. If you're going to say year, any any what, movie to, they could make a sequel for, it's The Incredibles. It's built in. Okay. I'll, I'll just say this. Last year, Pixar they were Pixar was in a slump, bad slump. Then last year they finally released a movie that I held up high and said, yes, thank you, Pixar. Finally, going back to your roots. It was, you know, inside out. Oh, God, I cried. cried. Original, you know, original originality across the board. Dan, now now I just feel like now it's like the next kid. When you have a kid, go back and watch Inside Out and just call me and be like, Bill, I just weeped. It changes your complete perspective on seeing that movie when you have a kid. You will just. I mean, I don't, sob. and I almost. almost no, wept. you will sob even more. I'm telling you. Anyway, well, keep going. regardless, regardless, it was an incredible movie. But now I just feel like Pixar. It's just going to be like three years of sequels. Mm. They're doing a Cars three. Cars. I mean, seriously, People, uh, Pixar. They're losing their way. Yeah, they are. They are. I'm not going to disagree. 
it's going to be Toy Story 4. And fine, if you want to say there should be an Incredibles 2, that's fine. But I could, I would feel better about Incredibles 2 if it wasn't sandwiched in between 9 billion Pixar sequels. I agree. Uh, go back to doing more original movies. I mean, look, Finding Dory, I'm sure it'll be fine, but I just don't care. I mean, it's. I don't think it'll be bad or anything. It's just like, yeah, it's. I mean, I like the first one, but it's a sequel I have no desire to see. And the trailers have just been whatever. I mean, look, yeah, it's, it's going to make a ton of money, but it is what it is. I just wish Pixar went back to doing more original work. And it's not like, and it's Pixar. It's not like they're not going to make a lot of money. That's the one studio that has the capability where they can say, let's make original movies. And they're even doing sequels. It's, it's a discussion for another day. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to uh, the weekend of uh, June 24th. Yeah. Um, we have Free State of Jones, which is like, what? who cares? As Matthew McConaughey, that's not going to register with anyone. You have The Shallows with Blake Lively. Again, not going to register and this is yours, man. This is all you. Yeah. This is the Dan Cohen Show, Independence Day Resurgence, brother. I put my hands up. Go for it. Oh, I, I look. I unapologetically love the first Independence Day film. It is just it is the quint. It's the quintessential summer blockbuster that a lot of people will point to. Um, the first trailer thought it looked solid. Uh, you know, I, I there's nothing about it that shows me they're not going to continue on the great path. That they started with Independence Day 20 years ago. This is, I said this in my box office predictions piece. This is the hardest movie to predict this summer. It could, I could easily seeing it make anywhere from 120 million to like 380. I, I have no clue how people are going to respond to Independence Day. There's part of me that says people are excited about going back to this nostalgia who still have a soft spot for the first Independence Day. But there is another part of me that says, like, no one cares anymore. You know, I think the trailer got a good response. Nothing amazing. Um, so I I have no clue where this film is going to fall. I'm rooting for it. I'm excited for it. I want it to do really well. Um, I guess the biggest sign you can point to that there's potential here. Is that look, Jurassic Park, that was the other big iconic movie of the 90s, right? And that did pretty damn well last year. So does Independence Day have that kind of juice? Definitely not, but it certainly it certainly has a lot of 90s nostalgia, just as Jurassic Park did. So who knows? I don't know. I think if it can get really good word of mouth and good reviews early on, it could certainly clean up, but it is a Roland Emmerich film, and uh he doesn't exactly have the best Rotten Tomatoes track record, so if this movie gets dumped on and it's like you're looking at, what, 25 to 30 percent Rotten Tomatoes range, I could definitely see people just completely forgetting forgetting about it. I do think uh, we'll talk about the next weekend, uh, but I think that the follow-up, it's not going against a ton of competition, so it could have some good legs. We'll see, man. I don't know. I, I'm rooting for Hellite for this film. I really am. Um, I think we'll... You know, it's the lack of trailers just due to the fact that we're, you know, it, it's sort of playing it smart. It put the uh, put the put the feelers out there. I think people got amped for it a little bit. You saw a Super Bowl trailer for it, but for right now, I mean, it's just like, hey, there are so many people going going up against it. 
like there's so many movies that are coming out before it is what I, I meant to say. That it's no, like right, kind of right. you know we're kind of playing they're kind of playing it close to the best right now. Um, I guess my worry is I mean you're throwing Liam Hemsworth into the lead uh, and he's about as interesting as paint drying. Um, that's that's being kind. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Independence Day. I wish Independence Day was. Well, yeah, I know everyone does, but I mean, Independence Day was the movie I loved. The box and the seat in the theater. I think I saw it twice. Uh, then I remember I got it on tape, and I was like, eh, I'm not as into it as I once was. Um, I, I do think it has the nostalgia factor. It could do well, but again, it's the biggest enigma of the summer. It really is, and it'd be interesting to see how it plays out because the next weekend kind of is just awful. And and you've got uh, the purge election year. And it's we have moved into July, by the way. We are the weekend of July first, and I have to say this is a week July first. Uh, I, I just have one thing to say about this weekend, and uh, I'm going to try my best to do the sound effect. But it's a uh, that's what's going to happen with this weekend. Oh, do you, uh, you want to hear my impersonation right of this weekend? Yeah, go ahead. Here it is. That was tumbleweed going by. Um, yeah, because, that's probably it's, it's probably a better comparison. I mean, you're you're looking at. Uh, I mean, okay. the purge election. Okay, let's just quickly talk about the purge election year. Like the purge, it is what it is. They make them for like five I, bucks. You know what? Bucks. I don't mind them. The first eh, the first it's, one was an interesting quasi social commentary. Um, the second one is actually a pretty fun. Uh, until the end is actually a pretty fun like chase movie. Um, this one could be interesting. I think they're going to get super heavy handed and sloppy with it. Whatever. It'll do fine for the budget it's made. Uh, then you have the BFG, the big fucking giant or whatever it's called. Uh, <laughs> I, don't think that's what, I don't think that's what it's called. But uh, all right. You know, I think, yeah. I think that actually, despite the fact we know zero about it, it's going to be a kid's movie. It's going to be animated. It'll do fine. I disagree. I think it tanks. I think it looks generic as hell. I think it that's looks why it'll like do fine. The It'll be the rain. It'll be the trailers look lifeless, lifeless. Yeah, but it'll be a rainy day summer movie. I think it'll do fine. I don't think it's gonna. I think it'll be one of those forgettable summer movies that comes and goes. You're probably right. It's just if you look at this is a Spielberg film, and if you look at the last fantasy movie he directed, which was Tintin, nobody cared. Nobody cares about this one. It just it looks completely forgettable. Um, But and here comes the dumpster fire. Yep. Legend of Tarzan. Ladies and gentlemen, Tarzan has not been relevant. Johnny Weissmuller was Tarzan. Who's Johnny Weissmuller, you might add? Well, he was an actor that was in the black and white days of Hollywood. And guess what? That's the last time Tarzan was relevant. All right. Now, I'll disagree with that because the the Disney, the animated Disney film, which was the late 90s. I'm talking about live action Tarzan. Nobody can't. I just, this is where I really scratched Dude, my Dude, and by head. the way, the Disney okay. Tarzan did not do anywhere near as good as the other Tarzan, like the other Disney animated movies. I think it had a pretty good box office. It was okay. I and mean, it's fine. But I mean, it, it, you know, you look at where that came in in the run okay. of Disney movies. I mean, it's the. But, but, but you know what, though? Even with that, even with that, you could argue that that was more about the Disney brand and not oh, abs- about Tarzan. Oh, so, absolutely. No, there, this is. And if you've read my uh, my box office predictions column, Bill, you know this was this was my big pick. This was my this was my battleship memorial flop of the summer award. I uh, love I love the fact that that has that battleship is like the, the like the watershed. And you know what? Because it was fucking terrible. 
and it and it tanked. It tanked beyond belief. Hard. And here's that, the that was that, like Taylor Kitsch's three movies of disaster in a row. Poor Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. Um, and the, the Legend of Tarzan. I picked last year as my flop of the summer. Jupiter. I think I picked Jupiter Ascending. Um, oh no, I didn't. I think that was the year before. No, Regardless, that, though, there no, was that much, was just your flop of the year. Maybe it was. I, I think it got. My point is, I think Jupiter Ascending was supposed to release in the summer, and it got delayed. Um, I could absolutely see that ha- seeing that happen with the Legend of Tarzan. The trailers, it, it, I, I can barely get through those trailers. I don't know if you've seen the trailer. For I saw, I saw one and I yawned. It is. I I said this, Mar. I'd I'd rather do my tax return again. I this looks so forgettable. I don't even have a react. It's even hard for me to talk about it. I have no reaction to this trailer whatsoever. Nobody cares about Tarzan. The trailers look bland as hell. It is going to tank, 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 tank. Oh yeah, let's move on. Let's just move on. Yeah. Oh, speaking. Of, oh well, here comes here comes the money. In the next one. Um, I'm trying to actually find out what your. Um, oh yeah, this is uh we have. Movie, a, we have well, there's there's the. Oh no no, the Battleship Memorial Flop of the Summer Award, as ranked by you from last year, was Terminator Genesis. Which which and it turns out the flop of the summer was un un undebatably uh, Fantastic Four. But I was pretty right in the money with Terminator Genesis. That but you not... also have the movie that wrecked it, that haunted oh, my, my dreams. Was... Yeah, the movie that haunted your dreams last year was Trainwreck, which sucked. Uh, so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. thought Pixels would actually be a good uh, a box office surprise. You know what? Okay. Not I, a bad movie. I said, not a bad now, movie. Okay. I, I, said, I said it could be the surprise of summer. Did not do well, but this is just... It's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. Pixels is not that bad, and I feel bad for Pixels because it got way, way more harsh reviews than it ever should have. It's and that's why, it's because and people that's hate Adam t- Sandler. And it's just like if you looked at what Josh Gad and Peter Dinklage did in that movie, it, 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 there's salvageable it's funny moments. It's perfectly fine. It is a perfectly fine movie. Uh, okay, but, um, so moving into nobody a, wants us here. Nobody wants to hear us talk about Pixels. So. <laughs> we could do a whole podcast about Pixels. Um, I saw it. I could do it. Uh, the weekend of July eighth. Oof. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Ugh, guys, I know it's young people who are attractive, but no. Okay, you know, and I look, I'm not I don't have a big affinity for that film. See, I've seen the trailers. The my only I have somewhat hope for that that it could be funny because I actually am a big Aubrey Plaza fan. Well, who is she it? was <laughs> she was really funny in Dirty Grandpa. Um, which is a movie nobody liked but me. <laughs> um, kind of like Batman vs. Superman. Well, no, plenty of other people like that. that that's a, that's a discussion for another day. No, you're but not raising my. But here's but, uh, here's the, here comes the money. The yeah, se- yeah, yeah, The secret life of pets. Oh, it's clean, clean up. up. Yeah, I mean, do we even need to discuss that? I mean, clean up. Every time I go to the movies and that trailer comes up, huge reactions. It's people love their pets. People love dogs, it's and it doesn't look bad. Dogs, and it looks fine. Yeah, it's. I think it's from it's from Universal, who also. Did the Despicable Me film? So yeah, no, it's that movie easily top five uh, of the highest grossing yes. films. Uh, backing a hundred percent because we have a very controversial weekend coming up on July fifteenth. Oh boy! Okay, so the Infiltrator with Brian Cranston is coming out, and okay, moving on. Um, we have 
I almost feel like we should talk about the rest of July and then get into this movie. I actually, I, I actually think that's a good call. We're gonna, okay, we're, we're well, gonna, we're gonna put this one on. Hold. Okay, if you're wondering what it is, it's Ghostbusters. So yeah, moving on, we will, we will so circle back. We have July twenty second. We have Ice Age Collision Course, Lights Out. I don't even know what the hell this movie's about. It's a random horror movie. Yeah. Eh, whatever. And Star Trek Beyond, which I think is... Okay, Ice Age Collision Course, my postmortem or my pre-mortem on that is... It's going to do well like every other friggin' Ice Age movie. Yeah, but they... But, I mean, and look, I mean, credit to the Ice Age franchise, which I think this is their... Fourth or fifth. Fifth fifth movie. I mean, they keep going down, so... But look, they're still profitable. Yeah, I mean, they'll make money. Guessing this is going to be it for the Ice Age films. Yeah, I actually think that's a bad choice of weekends right after Secret Life of Pets. Yeah, uh, that is two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks later, I I don't like that move. I would have moved that to August if that was me, but that's just me. Lights out. Who cares? Star Trek Beyond to me is very interesting because I'm I'm worried. Yeah. Well, here's worried and not worried. Here's why I'm not worried about the story. Simon Pegg wrote most of it, and he's in the movies, and he's a huge nerd. So, and I love Simon Pegg's writing. I'm not gonna worry about that. Justin Lin, I understand he did Fast and Furious. That does cause some pause for it, but J.J. Abrams still has a hand in this, so I'm not worried about that. I very feel, little. I yeah, but he's still the producer on it. I mean, if no, you listen, no, he, yeah, yeah but, no, that's true. But he wouldn't have picked Justin Lin just be like, eh, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Um, I, I just feel like this movie is totally lost in a shuffle. We talk about an X-Men Apocalypse being lost in a shuffle. I feel like it's lost in a shuffle. People hated the trailers. Breaks my heart because I – and this is also coming off of I, – I don't care what anybody says. I Trekkies, go away. Star Trek Into Darkness is a great film. Awesome. Get over it. Get over it. Awesome. It's a great film. All the complaints for Star Trek Into Darkness are Star Trek complaints. Uh, con this, con that. Blah, blah, blah. It was a good movie. Get over it. Yep. And I, so I think you're getting. There's a lot of bad ill will from Trekkies for that for that film. And then yeah, the trailer. I, Bill, I'm with you. I love the trailer, and I'm excited for the film personally. I I love. I was actually a little like whatevs about the trailer. I I think it was really good. Um, and I've been I have really supported this new Star Trek series. I think it has been awesome. I love the cast, but I'm no, I'm nervous. It just seems like everybody's just universally go away. And man, I don't I think it will do okay. I think we need to get to trailer two to really know Dave, if this is gonna tank or not. Yeah, number one, they they really they really need to cut a critical trailer, and I would probably even though I liked it, I would probably stay away from Beastie Boy songs. Well, I mean, that's been like, yeah, I mean, that's been in all the movies. But, I mean, like, I think you need to see a little more Idris Elba as the villain. Uh, yeah, you need more of that classic Star Trek feel to it. Um, I think this will do fine. I, I, but, but I think we need to see the second trailer. Before it's one of the ones that I'm, aside from, uh, I think, to be honest with you, like, just... Because I love the other two so much. I think aside from X-Men and Suicide Squad, I mean, this might be my personally, my third favorite movie. I'm, uh, I'm digging it. I'm ready to see it. So, Yeah, we're hoping for the best. Okay, moving into the end of July, July 29th, we have Bad Moms, which I haven't heard too much on. That's starring Christina Applegate, yeah. Kristen Bell, and Mila Kunis. I could see this getting bumped. Um, or, yeah. just, or just... 
floating away. And I don't just, know. It could be like if you look at if you look at the last couple weekends. Um, I mean, well, Ghostbusters is a comedy, but it's 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 kind of its own entity. Yeah. And then you have you know an animated kids movie. You've got Star Trek sci-fi. So you know people could be in the mood for that type of comedy. But you know, I it will it will either get pushed or it will just kind of come and go. Here's a movie I think that's going to do some serious damage. Jason Bourne. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're looking at. I'm just looking at the cast right now. You added um, Riz Ahmed, who's going to be in Rogue One. He is also in uh, Nightcrawler. He was excellent in Nightcrawler. Um, Vincent Cassell, the French actor, who's always good. Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. Jones. Julia Stiles. Oscar winner Tommy, Alicia Vikander. Who was wonderful. And Paul Greengrass, who directed most of the other Bourne movies, which were really good, is going to be directing this. So, uh, you know, I think we're going to forget about the Bourne legacy exactly yeah I'm sorry. it's like you couldn't even you couldn't yeah. even that's how that's how yeah. memorable it was and i think um, i think we need to see some tra- a couple more trailers on this but i think this is going to do really well oh, I, I, you're going to get i mean the born franchise has been around for almost 16 years i think so it's going to do I, really well i got a couple things to say on this one i i think that um and just like everyone else i i love the born trilogy i think it's awesome that's I, great. I, matt damon's just incredible in that role um but after that you know, a few years went by, and then you got the I, Bill. I didn't even see the Born Legacy. I, I think just, my wife bought it for me on DVD, and I started it and stopped it. And just nobody cared. Uh, and when and when they announced the this other Jason Bourne film, even though they said Matt Damon was coming back, I, there was just apathy from me from everybody. Nobody cared. Yeah, but I think once but, we see some trailers, I no. Think. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think that that Super Bowl teaser you saw though. I was I that really hooked me and I was like I'm on board and I think that got a lot of other people on board. It was a it was the perfect um tease for people. You know, you see Matt Damon back and he's in this like fight club uh and you just you get the classic Jason Bourne score going into the, in the teaser. So, look, this was a movie like quite honestly, I thought it was going to be dead in the water. Um but man, credit to that teaser. I I think it brought a lot of people back. And I think the next trailers, I think it's only going to create more goodwill. So, no, it's it's going to do really well. Okay. Deep breath. Crack your neck. Crack your knuckles. Yeah, this I might finish an entire Gatorade bottle after talking about this one. <sighs> I just, there is just so much disgust with, the, with, with, with this sucker. Should we even leave this to the end? No, no. We'll, let's All get right. into it now. We, we've so, on, so on July 15th, Ghostbusters is coming out. Um Okay, if you don't mind, I'm actually taking my sweater off at this point. Um, just, just let loose. I'm, all right, so I saw that trailer, and I was like, uh, so that was a trailer. Uh, I was wildly underwhelmed by that trailer. I have been, if you listen to any of these podcasts, last four or so podcasts we've done, um, I've, I've not been overly high on the idea of Ghostbusters. I'm going to say say this for the record. I don't care that it's a female Ghostbusters. You could have four um, little people as the Ghostbusters. You could have seven luchadors playing the Ghostbusters. I don't think you need another Ghostbusters film. And this trailer proved to me we don't need another Ghostbusters film. Now... With that being said, I do have some faith that Paul Fage and – or I don't know how he pronounces his last name. and that Feig, yeah. Feig or, or whatever. Um, 
the next trailer could be really good. The cast they've assembled is too good to make a bad movie, in theory. Um, but it also is the same cast that you could just easily fall back on the easy stuff they always do. Kristen Wiig being the quiet, nebbishy, oh, what do I do? I have no confidence in myself. Oh, I'm going to whisper. And Melissa McCarthy just, you know, falling back on being loud and garish and weird. Leslie Jones just screaming all the time. And Kate McKinnon just being an oddball. And then Chris Hemsworth coming in and being the vacuum of charisma that Chris Hemsworth is. Um mm. I need more to to prove to me that this is going to be a good movie. Yeah, I, I you we, we've talked about this film in the past and on past podcasts, and I, I, I'm I'm rooting for it. I, I want it to work. I think, and we talked about after me seeing Spy that I was really on board with this creative team. Spy was awesome. It was yeah, but um. That was a bad trailer. It, it was just a miss in every sense of the word. And it's you know with Ghostbusters, you know people were were not high on this idea from the start. You know it was coming in with a lot of baggage. And the fact that they the first the the first step forward that they released with this trailer, your first joke is a dumb physical comedy gag where the main character gets puked on. And then she says, it got in every crack, like every crack. That's your first impression for Ghostbusters? I, miss. Total miss. And the entire trailer from there just it just went downhill. Now, I'll say this. I've seen the trailer a few more times since then. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit more on board with it. I still think it's not a great trailer. But you can see chemistry between the actors. You can see that there might be something there. But I think it comes down to this, and you, Bill, this is what you said a hundred times, is that it's just, you can't recreate this idea. It's, Ghostbusters is arguably one of the most popular movies in existence, and this is just something that I, I, don't, I don't think it could have worked from the start. You're trying to recreate the magic of something that was the epitome of lightning in a bottle, and it's not in – I really hope that we're over the whole, oh, you're just saying that because it's all female Ghostbusters. No, no, not at all. I've, I think that the cast is great. I, I want it to be great. We're not saying that this looks bad because it's all female Ghostbusters. We're saying it looks bad because you just – you can't recreate Ghostbusters. That's what we're talking about. And like you said, if, if this was a cast of four talking dogs, whatever, I, I'm rooting for the movie. I think that – there were glimpses of hope. I do think there's some chemistry between the actors. I hope that they're hiding the good jokes in the trailer. I really hope that's what's going on. Uh, yeah, now as negative I was as I was on it, like I do have some hope and I, I confidence. Actually, me too. I, that, I, 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 yeah. that there's going to be a second trailer that's going to come out because you know, part of me you now just thinking as you're talking, I was like, maybe I was just too harsh on it because of just okay. You know, I'll, I'll know you because I'll make a, a New York Yankees reference. The guy who was going to replace Derek Jeter was never going to live up to be Derek Jeter. 
You know what and I that's mean? What we're, and that's what we're talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, so it's like maybe we were all too hard on it because it was just like, it's Ghostbusters. It's iconic. Right, right. It's legendary. I think they're on the AFI top 100. If not, they should be. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. That's my opinion. I mean, that's a bold ass statement, boy. Um, Ghostbusters, I, I think you'd get a lot of it. We're talking about Ghostbusters is iconic as hell. No, it is I, easily one of the most iconic movies of the 80s. And, it's easily one of the greatest comedies ever constructed. And so I think that's what we're all fearing. I think we just – Well, I think we, put, like, I think we put too much we – were, we were expecting maybe too much. Now, at the same time, you can't just say, oh, I was expecting too much. I guess you did fine. Give it a pass. Uh, I think we got past the first one. So anything that's a step up from that first trailer is going to be good. They, they, they have to hit the next trailer out of the park. And look, I think – in terms of his box office, I I'd be shocked if this movie tanked. I, I really would. It's still at I the really, end of the yeah. day. I mean, it's, at the end of the day, it's still McCarthy's been like movie. she's been like golden. Right, right, right. And the boss did very well. So look, and it still holds the name Ghostbusters. Yeah. So people are going to see it out uh, of pure curiosity. Right, right. There's that, but also if the movie is good and if it can get if it can get a good early word of mouth going and good reviews. It's gonna. I think it's gonna do well. I, I feel like this I, movie could be if it got. I feel like it's actually gonna have. And this would be stupid if I say it, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Could actually have a better second weekend weekend, or have oh, a less yeah, yeah, less yeah. precipitous drop from weekend to weekend, which most summer movies have a pretty big drop off, unless they're a runaway hit. If this gets good word of mouth, this will make up. It'll be a better box office, or the drop off will be insignificant. Yeah, and I think I, I think it just goes back to this. I think you're right. I think we were just too harsh on that trailer. Was it a good trailer? It was not a good trailer. Um, especially like I said, that bad first joke to open your new Ghostbusters with. That was just a bad call. Um, but like I said, there is you can see some chemistry there. I think I think Kate McKinnon looks really funny in it. Yeah, she there's, was the one I wanted to there's see. Something more of. There. There's something there. There's something there. But I do I do want to say this though. Um this is where I teased about going back to vacation. Bill, can you can you tell me who decided Chris Hemsworth was funny? Who 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 made this declaration? I don't understand the whole let's see if Chris Hemsworth can be a comedic genius thing. I get it like they're trying to do this whole like oh well he's just this buff guy and so if we put him in these situations it will be funny. That's not how comedy works. You need people who know how to be funny. You need people who understand comedy to be funny. Chris Hemsworth as the basically the Janine or whatever, right? That's right. a crucial role in Ghostbusters. And I see that that's the thing that worries me most about this movie is him being relied upon to be a huge comedic hit. And you're talking about, you know, when you look at the original Ghostbusters, you're talking about supporting characters like Sigourney Weaver and Rick Moranis for crying out loud, uh. crying out loud. And we're putting Chris Hemsworth now in this new movie to basically fill that type of role. That's where I think the movie could really, really miss. I, I think if you had put like, I'm sorry, but I actually think like Ryan Gosling in that role could have been hysterical. So that's what worries me actually, most about Ghostbusters. Yeah, he actually would have been pretty awesome in that. Yeah. Just so, thinking about it. Um, who yeah. decided Chris Hemsworth was funny? I, uh, I don't know. Um, so to end the Ghostbusters conversation, hopeful but nervous. I think that's the best way we can sum it up. Yeah, I want that movie to be good. We I, all do. Yeah, I want that to be good. Um, 
Okay. Um, so moving on. To, oof, we're coming out to the dog days of summer. Except you're in August. Yes, we are. But the first weekend of August comes up with the biggest move. One of the biggest movies of the summer. So uh, we'll start out. The first movie being released is The Founder, which I'm Oscar actually, alert, Oscar alert, Oscar alert. I'm actually surprised this movie's in August because of this. I am too. Uh, I would have expected this to move to. I mean, I wouldn't be overly surprised if they decided to be like, ah, you know, we'll move this to November. But, you know. I thought, like, maybe, like, I, I was thinking, like, okay, you know, I could see, like, a, a nice little limited release for August for the founder, and then you, you push it wide in a couple months. But, no, it's it's getting a wide release. They were throwing it right out there. Um, and this is a movie, I, yeah, I don't. I don't get this. Like, no. it is Michael Keaton. You have a, you might have a potentially Oscar cal- caliber director, um, John Lee Hancock, who did The Blind Side, Saving Mr. Banks. Um, it's a story that is that is definitely Oscar Oscary with you know founder of McDonald's, a nice little biopic. Um, so yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm really excited to see this. I, I think it could be great, but I don't get the August release date for this. Uh, then we have uh, Nine Lives. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, this is uh, this is not my pick for this was not my pick for flop of the summer, but this was my pick for worst movie of the summer. Guys, do yourselves a favor. Check out this. Check out this trailer. It is. I don't even know how to describe it. It's Kevin Spacey voicing a cat. Basically, he plays like a shallow business guy and his spirit gets trapped inside a cat. The cat's name is Mr. Fuzzy Pants. Yes, the trailer is it is as bad as what I just described. I don't think we need to go any further. Yeah. And Mr. Christopher Walken's in it. Mr. Nine lives. <laughs> there we go. Dan's sleeper hit of the summer right there. No, it's I, I'm, it's going to get pushed, but whatever. Okay, so of course, then we have here it is, the big, the big, the big banger, uh, Suicide Squad. Yep. I mean, what did we, what did we get to say about Suicide Squad that we haven't already great, said about? Great, re- great release date. It's you couldn't have positioned it any better. Um, yeah, I just, you've really got through a lot of. You've got through all the big movies. I mean, Born is the only movie that could go up against it. It's the week before Ghostbusters will be a few weeks old at that point. Right, right. So I mean, that movie is primed to just, 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 just be filthy. Just like, it, okay, I'm just going to simplify it like this. It, it, it's really it comes down to this. As a DC fan, you know, I, I really want this to be the one that we talked about earlier that hits all the boxes and everyone can just we can all just universally celebrate it. We don't have to get into these these wars of just of of dialogue and discourse like we have with BVS and Man of Steel. Um, it comes down to this. If Suicide Squad gets great early reviews, it is going to absolutely destroy the box office. This movie's going to be making, you know, 10 to 12 million in September if it's that good. Yeah, it's it's just going to be able to clean up the rest of September. And that, I mean, that's what it comes down to. It's if the movie can get that great audience reaction and if finally critics can get on board with the DC movie, it is going to clean up. You're talking about uh, Harley Quinn is going to steal the show and that's what people are going to be talking about for two months. You're going to see, I can't even tell you how many Harley Quinn costumes you're going to see walking around on Halloween. So look, I mean, that's, that, <laughs> that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about a movie <laughs> that if it can just get that good buzz, 
it is going to clean up and it would not shock me at all. Like we talked about, Bill, it could be the number one movie of the summer. It really could be. What's interesting about um, Suicide Squad is it really is kind of used a – it has borrowed from both the Nolan Batman and the Marvel movies in this respect of looking at the cast. Like I'm just talking about the supporting players in this that it is like bolstered by people like – all right, I'm sorry. I'm going to scroll down just for a second or two. Okay. It's scroll, you know, it's bolstered by people like um, Common, um, Ike Barinholtz, Viola Davis. Um, there are a lot of people in this movie that like just supporting actors that are really, really good actors. Uh, and even though I know David, people aren't David crazy Harbour, about, who's, who's I know been people aren't so crazy about things. Jay Courtney. Um, but he actually, I think he's not bad. I mean, for that role, he looks awesome in that role. He actually, he actually wasn't too bad in Terminator. And I think, but no, but what I was going to say is I think in this movie, I, he's looked really good, very charismatic, um, very like really nuts in the trailer. So I think he could be kind of a sleeper character. But look, I mean, Scott Eastwood, you got him in there. Yeah. 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 Adewale, you have Common. Like I think I already mentioned him. Uh, Cara Delevingne worries me a little bit because she doesn't really act. Um, yeah, I mean, she, hopefully they'll hide her as much as humanly possible. But, I mean, they, it's just everyone in this movie, just like the acting, just like so many good people in this movie. David Ayer is directing. He's a good director. It's, this has – they would have to monumentally screw this up for it to be yeah. – to not, to not be good and make a lot of money. But it's also – I mean, it's really – you talk about the supporting cast. And I think you're def, you're absolutely right, but – Let's make no mistake. It is about the big three. That triple threat of Jared Leto, Margot Robbie, and Will Smith. Of course. I mean, that is that is just pitch perfect casting for these characters. I look, I mean, I'm not gonna I mean, I'm not gonna go into the hundredth time about how big of a Batman fan I am. I'm obviously just beyond excited about Jared Leto's Joker. Um and I like the fact that you're just getting a little taste in the trailers. They're not giving a lot away here. It's been marketed very well. Um, and I think it's because, look, they trust the product. They know that they don't have to spoil things here like they kind of did with BVS. Oof. And I'm, ex- I'm excited as hell. I, I know I'm going to love the film. I'd be shocked if I didn't. I, I just really want this to connect with people. I, I really want this to be the DC movie where people can say, we're excited about the universe. We love this movie. Joker was awesome. Harley Quinn was awesome. It is all systems go. I think Suicide Squad can finally be the movie to do that. And I think you're finally seeing a movie where it's DC characters that you care about that are not named Batman or Superman. You know, even though Batman's gonna be in this, but he's not not the selling point. I mean, you're basically going with lower level. And okay, I don't know DC that well, but you're not going with the household names. You know, there's no Flash, there's no Green Arrow, there's no Supergirl, there's no Superman, there's no Batman. Okay, the Joker is your household name, but well, but, they're, but they're not even. But what I what I really think speaks highly to this movie and why I think it's going to be awesome is because the movie doesn't feel like they need to sell the Joker. Exactly, that, like that. Like they're selling it on the lower tier characters, and obviously Harley Quinn, as they should. I mean, she's going to be the breakout character of this movie where people are going to lose their shit for. So the fact that they don't feel the pressure to be like, oh, well, we just have to shove Joker in everybody's faces because that's the only way this movie's going to make money. No, he's just – he's another character in the film. 
I'm sure he's going to have some epic scenes. Um, I can't wait. And also, you, let you, this be good. And you don't know what his role is. Is he's on their side? Is he not on their side? It's 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 going to be awesome. Um, so let's move into the next weekend. Kind of a weird weekend. Uh, August twelfth, um, you have Florence Foster Jenkins, which is Hugh Grant and Meryl Streep. Hey guys, remember Ricky and the Flash last year? Okay, this is that sequel. Not really, but you know, basically, yeah. you get the point. Uh, here's what Pete's Dragon. This is an interesting one. I remember I loved Pete's Dragon when I was a kid. You know, it was a you know it was an animated and live action movie from the seven. From yeah, the- I think this one's just kind of kind of. I don't. It's it's not going to tank, but I don't think this is not. I think by this point, you know, it's a kids movie. But I think by this point, you know, parents are. Kind of getting ready, kids, to go back to school. You've already, you, yeah, I think, you've I, already hit a lot of fatigue, though, with a lot of the other um, animated movies like Angry Birds, Pets, Finding Dory, Ice Age. I think at this point, you're not going to get a lot of butts and seats. Yeah. Uh, then you have Spectral, which is an action thriller. Uh, I mean, right. that looks you know pretty passable. And then you have Sausage Party. Yes. Uh, I don't know what your take on the trailer for this was, but I laughed my ass off at this. I have many thoughts on this. Since you're someone who's written a script about food and being funny, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. This is a movie I've been following for a long time. Um, I didn't even know it was out. Oh, the premise is brilliant. Uh, You know, and I, I have been craving, I have been salivating. You've been hungry. Uh, beyond yeah there's there is a, there is actually a talking bagel in this movie um i think his yes. name is sammy bagel jr or something like that something funny but uh yeah no this is but not even not only i've been craving talking food but i've been craving an r-rated animated comedy for a long long time i i saw the trailer and it basically confirmed both my hopes and my fears because as much is I love this concept as much as I want this movie to blow blow the doors down of the box office. It's spearheaded by Seth Rogen. That's where I just I kind of put my head down in sadness. Is that this guy is res- there's a lot of responsibility on him right now. It's a great concept, and if the movie doesn't work though, it's going to set R-rated animated films back. I think. I, I believe me, I want to see this movie and I want to desperately walk out of the theater saying this is going to be one of the best movies of the year. But it's just when I look at the talent involved, at the people writing it, I'm scared because, you know, I'm not a Seth Rogen fan. I think he's beyond mediocre when it comes to comedy. But the trailer, look, there are moments of this trailer that I, I lost it. But there are also moments where I'm like, I feel like it could be better. And I hope that's not how I leave the movie. I hope I don't leave saying good, but could have been so much more. It comes out in terms of its box office. It comes down to this. If the movie gets great reviews, and this is true. I've been saying this with every movie we talked about, but it really is the case in, 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 in box office right now. If the reviews are good, if the early word of mouth is insane, this will be your surprise hit of the summer. No doubt. Now, I'm looking at some of his writing credit. And it is hit or miss, but he is really like. There are times like where he and his producing credits too. Like I'm hoping for more of this is the end. Yes, I, that's what I'm looking at. I'm like this is and the that end. That is one I like. Awesome. Uh, he produced Fifty Fifty, which was actually it's up and down, but it actually has a good heart. It was to it. okay. It was okay. It's better than I expected. I'll tell you that. Um, 
you know, he he has some pretty good movies to his credit. He does have some stinkers. I understand that. The Night Before, other stuff like that. I mean, I get it. But I have a good feeling about this. I actually like the entire cast they've assembled. Um, No, I do too. I have a more of a good feeling. I I think it's going to be good. Right. I mean, I actually think this would have actually worked better in the holiday season. Instead of August, because I think I, because you have the no, fati- think, you have the fatigue. I think this is a good. I think you're coming off Suicide Squad. I don't know, just me. All right, so let's move into uh, Friday the Night. I, 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 Go ahead. Oh uh, yeah, I was just gonna say I I could see your point there, but uh, I actually think this was a smart release date for Sausage Fest. I think you're just kind of. Um, you're getting kind of the end of the summer here, and there's not a lot of competition in the weeks in which we're about to talk about. So, oh, yeah. look, I'll just end it with this. I, I'm rooting like hell for this movie. And like I said, if the, bu- if the buzz is good early on, this is going to be the one I will tell you right now. It could absolutely clean up and be your surprise. hit. It could be this year's Ted. But uh, let's, let's move on. The, the, f- the weekend of the 19th, we have... War Dogs, uh, which I still haven't seen the trailer for yet, with uh, Jonah, it was a bad trailer. And I'm Jonah Hill I, and Miles Teller. Um, you know, I'm big fans of both those guys. I I like Miles Teller a lot. I think Jonah Hill's hilarious, but uh, yeah, it was a bad, bad trailer. I will take your word for it. The, we have the space between us, which is uh, Gary Oldman, Asa Butterfield, Asa Butterfield, Asa Jesus, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> get, we're, we're getting Brit, up there. Britt Robertson, Carla Gugino. Eh, that'll be whatever. That'll be like the giver. No one care about that. Uh, Kubo in the Two Strings, an animated feature with Matthew McConaughey, Rudy Mara, Charlize Theron, Ray Fiennes. I could be good. I, don't, I mean, I'm not like I don't really have either way on it. Then we come to my 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 dumpster fire um which is ben her now let me can you wait hold on let me just give it one more groan <sighs> yeah so like i like jack houston a lot uh he was going to be playing the lead of ben her jack houston was in boardwalk empire if anyone remembers that he was the uh, half-faced assassin yeah, his name was, uh, I have to pull it up because it'll bother me if I don't remember, Richard Harrow. He was one of the emotional cores of that show. He was phenomenal. He looks awful in this. <laughs> and I I remember I saw the first, I saw the original Ben-Hur, and I got to tell you, yeah, it's good. Uh, I remember I, I talked to my dad about this, who saw it in the theater, and he was like, oh my gosh, you know, a, as a theatrical experience, Ben-Hur was something else. He says, you watch it on TV, it loses a lot of its luster. God, that just looks, it's just, oh, Jesus. I'm sorry, this, this, no pun intended no, or not. I, I, no, I know. It's just, I, this is, look, I hate remakes in general. I think they're they're useless. I mean, can anyone name one good remake? I mean, I guess technically The Departed was a remake. Maybe that's the one wow, outline. Yeah, it's a lot better than the original and, source material, I can tell you that. But, but whatever. The, the point is that remakes are completely useless and i don't i just don't get this one at all i mean first of all carry remake nobody cared uh point break remake nobody cared don't get me started we don't we don't care about remakes and now especially you're talking about a movie that you first of all you really just shouldn't touch this it's ben 
her. It's one of the most celebrated films in the history of cinema. And you've already tried, and you've we've already had the modern day Ben Hur, which is Gladiator. Exactly. And, and then you yes. also try to remake Don't... it with Exodus, God and King, Gods and Kings. That didn't work. And it's just, it's just because. I just don't understand the thinking from a business perspective. I mean, look, I, we can go on all day about, yeah, the trailer is awful. The movie looks terrible. It's not going to be a good movie. We know that. But just from a business perspective, I don't – yeah, that, that, that's what young film-going audiences really care about. In the age of superhero movies and franchises, I'm sure every 23-year-old is just roaring at the opportunity to see a remake of a movie that was popular five and a half decades ago. I don't get this. It looks expensive as hell. This this was I mean this was my number two potential um, battleship memorial flop of the summer award. I think because it's kind of towards the end of August and it's there's not a lot going on. I mean, it's not going to do they're, well. They're dumping I mean, this not, movie. Not do, I mean, it's not going to do well, but I don't think it's going to be like tank a palooza, but. Oh, this I think it's going to be an absolute disaster. Yeah, I mean, probably, which is which is right. which is weird. Is like the director is Timur Bekmambetov, which I got that I can say that name. Um, he is. I mean, if, if you're not familiar with, him, he's a Russian director. How much did they offer him for this man? Uh, I mean, well, his career has not exactly been. It's very weird because he did uh, Night Watch and Day Watch, which are really two fascinating sci-fi horror fantasy movies that are all in Russian. Really cool. I liked Wanted a lot. I thought that was a really fun movie. Um, but then after that, I mean, it's been like he did Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, Eesh. which was okay. Which I mean, Passable. It's passable. You're correct. But he, he, what has he done? I mean, he produced Hardcore Henry, which I heard is really good. But he, but he's a guy who like. But I, the reason just, why, I said, like, I'm sure they offered him a lot of money is because he is a guy who's, you know, he's coming up the ranks and he has potential and he's in demand, which is which is why not, I scratch though, my because, head because it just seems like this is going to be like to me. This is like um, if you hear that noise in the background, it's the hammer going on the coffin nail because he's I, after this. I can't see studios being like, oh shit, let's get this guy. You know, I, I just I don't know why I. You want to be the guy that says, yes, I want to do the remake of Ben-Hur. This is just a bad idea from the start. The studio should have known it was a bad idea from the start. Nobody wants to see it. The movie looks bad. It's just I I, I just don't understand you wanting to tempt this fire. Um, and if I could just play old man on the lawn for a moment. Yes. Kids, kids, don't don't see this. Go see the, go see the classic Ben-Hur, please. Please just do me a favor. Do not go if you're interested in Ben Hur. Don't don't see this. Go see go see the original. The end. Or watch Gladiator. Or you know what? Watch it. Watch a different uh, Sword of Santa Lepic. Go watch uh, Kingdom of Heaven, which no one saw. Great movie. Um, and then we come to the final one of the final weekends of the year, which is August. this is it. August. We've reached the end of the summer. You've got Don't Breathe, which is a horror movie, which. Okay, uh, you got Hands of Stone, which is about Roberto Duran, which they're just seeming to dump off, and this will be on VOD probably within three weeks post. I mean, well, it's a Robert De Niro movie, so you know it's not going to be good. So, and uh, Mechanic Resurrection, starring Jason Statham and Tommy Lee Jones, Ugh. Jessica Alba, and Michelle Yeoh. Wow, that has a bigger cast than I would have thought. Um, that actually will probably be your number one 
<laughs> at the box office. And then you have actually, uh, we're not even going to talk about that weekend. It's so bad. Uh, then you actually have, which probably Labor Day weekend, you have The Light Between Oceans with Michael Fassbender, Rachel Weisz, and Alicia Vikander. Patient Zero, which is probably a zombie movie with, Oh, Matt Smith, the former Doctor Who. Yeah, I mean, then we're it's kind of we're in we're we're in September here, which it's, is outside the sun. This is where we get into Crapsville. So it's solace with Colin Farrell, Anthony Hopkins, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, yeah. and Abby Cornish. So obviously, we as as usual, Hollywood en- ends um, with a uh, whimper. Although I'm looking at September 23rd, and correct me if I'm wrong, The Magnificent Seven. I would have thought that would have. Big budget release. Well, that's a well. No, this is um, in yeah, it's another remake. But uh, you know, look, I I don't know how that movie's gonna do. But it's Chris um, Pratt, that, Denzel. But that's a that's a smart release date. That is a that's that's one where you say where I'm sure someone raised their hand in a meeting and said, oh, we definitely got to release this in the summer. It's it's a property that people know, right? And it's it's Chris Pratt. But no, it would have gotten eaten alive in the summer. I think being released at the end of September, that's a smart, that's a smart play. There will be nothing else at the box office. It can just be on its own. And uh, I'm sure we'll do, you know, I'm sure we'll do fine. So that is, that's a smart, that's a smart decision. Yeah, I was just actually just looking through the rest of the year just for shits and giggles. Uh, so, you know, at the end of the day. Jam-packed. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and that's why I think if people are keep if anyone's wondering, if you're still in this podcast uh, listening to it, is why do we keep saying good word of mouth, good critical reviews? It's, be- see, yeah. it's because the summer is so packed and people, you know your budgets, you know your wallets, you're not going to be sp- – this isn't 10, 12 years ago where you'd be like, oh, at least I can speak personally, where I'd be like, oh, screw it, I'll go see this movie, whatever. Reviewers uh, have power now, and as we, and it's not just with the summer. We've seen now. There's a right. You're right. There's a reason why I said 900 times in this podcast. Good early reviews. Good word of mouth. Okay, Batman v Superman. Look, the movie did very well at the box office. It is cleaning up and making. I mean, it's not cleaning up, but is it's making money, right? Um, but there's no, there's no doubt that there was a ton of cash left on the table. Yes, left on the table. Oh, absolutely, and it's because it got. Bad critic reviews and bad word of mouth. And that's – look, these reviewers, online reviews, they have power now. And that's why if you see a Ghostbusters that – you know, if that movie gets like 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, it's not going to be good. It, it's not – it will have a passable opening weekend and then it's going to fall off the cliff. I mean that's you, want a, you want a perfect you know, example? You want yeah, a perfect example yeah. is Allegiant, the new Divergent movie. Terrible word of mouth, terrible reviews, and it was a terrible marketing campaign, by the way. Um, Bombs. Absolute bombs. I mean, budget on that probably was was not too bad, though. But um, I mean, look, look, hey, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I love that movie. I told everyone and their mother to go see that movie. It's it's racked up over almost close to $100 million with foreign box office thrown in there. That movie, I think, cost $10 million to make. Right, and it got, and it's. I think the reason why Crazy you know did it did it not dominate did it dominate the box office? No, no. but um, it definitely made more money than it probably should have. I mean, you're talking. I know. Uh, I mean, I love Cloverfield, the first movie, but that movie came out in 2008. I mean, that was a long time ago. Uh, so there was a huge gap here. 
Uh, but look, it got it got legs and it got good audience reaction, so it carried. And that's what we're talking about here. Especially, you're right. It's more important now than ever in the summer because you have one weekend to make your money, and then you got to get out. It's really tough to maintain legs, which is why the Jurassic World box office. I I just I it shocked me. Um, but look, I mean that had good, but that had good. Uh, you know, the reviews weren't great, but. People were really loving the trailers, um, which is another reason why you know you got to make a good impression on your first trailer. Which is why I'm worried for Ghostbusters. Which is why I'm worried for Star Trek Beyond. You know, there's ne- there's a lot of negativity going in, and if you don't get good reviews, you're not going to do well. And just um, circling back to the Batman versus Superman argument. Yeah. So here's what we're talking about. This is off Box Office Mojo, which is what we've been refer, re- referring to the entire podcast. The week of March 25th through the 31st, it made Batman vs. Superman made $209 million, which is phenomenal. April 1st through the 7th made $64 million. That is almost a 70% drop-off. That's insane. Like, and- But I mean, okay, listen. And, you know, you know, you always make the argument, oh, I'd kill for $64 million. But to see almost almost 70% drop-off for a movie like that, that's bad. That is really bad. And that doesn't just affect, the, you know, that movie. That affects future movies. Uh, well, okay, I, I'll talk about that in a second. That's interesting. But I'll say this. But this is why – and I think, I think this leads to a larger discussion. You're going to see more of this from studios is that Batman v Superman – had this movie come out in the middle of the like, if Batman v Superman was released smack dab in the middle of summer in July, w- there would be people drinking a lot at Warner Brothers right now. Oh, yeah. it would have gotten, but because it opened up against absolutely no competition for exactly. a couple of weeks, it was able to rack up a decent coin. Um, and so that's why that's why I think you're going to see a lot more movies go the Deadpool route, go the Batman v Superman route. This. I mean, this constant barrage of just these movies beating each other up—it's gonna—it's gonna stop at some point. You're gonna see more movies. Just hey, I'm releasing my movie in September. I want to get away from all this. It's a big reason why Star Wars was just able to kick back, relax, and just dominate things because it wasn't really competing against other big blockbusters. So it's also it so cra- so crazy that that movie is already out on DVD. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, nah, I mean that's old hat now. I mean, I think we've I gone through enough years where, yeah, you want. I mean, Deadpool is getting released. I think in a couple weeks for crying out loud on uh, Blu-ray. It's I think that's I, mean, I think that's June actually. It's coming out. I thought I thought it was earlier, but yeah, no, look, May 10th, You know, you're absolutely correct. It'll yeah, be out in one month. That's because studios want to get that DVD money quick now. Um, is because a lot of these blockbusters they just beat each other up. So look, I. I'm really curious to see how this summer plays out because this could be the last – well, no, it definitely won't be. But um, this could be one of the last summers we see where it's just big franchise movie week after week after week after week. I mean, look, there's going to be a notable failure, Bill. I mean, oh, could yeah. it be Star Trek? Could it be Ghostbusters? Could Independence it be X-Men? Day? Yeah. I mean, even – look, as, as, as great as the X-Men film has been doing, you never know. Uh, something, something notable is going to fail. Um, I fear that it could be Star Trek, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, it is going to be an interesting summer, to say the least. But let's end with this. Let's. I want to ask you the question, then you can ask me. 
what will just be what what do you think your personal favorite movie of the summer is going to be? What do you think is just going to be quality wise your favorite movie of the summer? Go. Ooh, that is a that is a, that is a tough one. It hits me right in the it's me right in the baby maker. Um, honestly, I think the movie that is going to be my number one for the summer that I'm actually going to love is going to be Suicide Squad. Close second will be Civil War, but I think Suicide Squad is just going to be awesome. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to have the right amounts of serious. I think they have so many cards up their sleeve of what's going to happen in this movie that we don't know about that it's going to be super cool. And I'll just walk out of that movie. I'm a big sucker for a team movie or a team story. Um, I think that could really be it. I mean, I'm not counting out Civil War by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think my surprise movie this summer, the summer that I think the movie I think that's going to really I'm going to like more than I actually think I'm going to like, or going into it from today is going to be Jason Bourne. I think I think right now I'm just like, yeah, I want to see it, but I'm going to walk out of that movie and be like, dude, that was like classic Bourne, and that was awesome. And I I, I turn it to you. I think that uh, my as far as what my favorite movie this summer is going to be, it's it comes down to two, and I can't imagine there's going to be another movie that that gets it, it's it's between X Men and Suicide Squad. I mean, let's be serious, man. I it's going to be it's going to be neck and neck. I think for me on those, I think at the end of the day, I think the Joker is going to do something in that film that pushes Suicide Squad over the edge. As I, I have no doubt that X-Men Apocalypse is going to be awesome, but I think there's going to be something special about Suicide Squad where I say, damn it, that was the best movie of the summer. And you know what else, Bill? I think it's going to be the consensus pick for best movie of the summer. I really believe that. I know everyone and their mother will love Captain America Civil War. I have no doubt. Uh, but I think when the summer, I think when the summer dust settles... I think we're going to be saying Suicide Squad is the one that nailed it. And my surprise of the summer is actually going to be Sausage Fest. I have some fears like we talked about, but um, I have a good feeling. I have, good be- I have a good feeling about that one. I think I'm going to come out of it really, really loving it. And I think other people will as well. And uh, I, just, I guess I'll just give one honorable mention as a surprise. Well, I don't think it's going to completely dominate the box office i think when we see ghostbusters i think people are going to be at peace i think i think they're going to like it are they going to say it's the best comedy of the summer Nah, eh, maybe not but uh I, I i think i think people are going to leave the theater saying you know what it was good what do you think is going to be a surprise bomb of the summer <sighs> i i think it's going to be star trek i just I think I think there's a lot of ill will towards that last one, even though I disagree. But um, there's just there's no buzz from that trailer, nothing. Uh, there's no J.J. Abrams anymore, and just I just have a bad bad feeling about that Star Trek movie. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong because I love the series. I love the reinvigorated franchise, but there's just a part of me where people are. People were really, really turned off by that trailer. Really turned off. Um, and so I think you're getting angry Trek fans who probably aren't going to go back for repeat viewings. Um, I think that movie, more than any film we've talked about, needs that big early 
big early word of mouth. But even though, even Into Darkness, though, it had an 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, but you still had the Star Trek fans that really eviscerated it. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's the one I'm really, really nervous about. You know what? I, I, I think... I think Central Intelligence. I think we're going to see... I mean, maybe it won't be like this unmitigated, oh my god, disaster. But I think this could be the one where The Rock and Kevin Hart are not bulletproof. Uh, I don't I don't think there's been... I, I mean, it'll still draw based on both their names. But <laughs> I want it to bomb, but nah, it should do fine. I think... And I think, I think it has the benefit of... Um, it's either, it's either that or The Conjuring 2. Because I think... I think Oh uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Because I could see people be like, eh, I don't really, I don't care." You know, just people might want to change the pace though when they see Central Intelligence. That's where comedies can do well in the summer. Um, oh, you know what else is going to bomb? We mentioned this too. Neighbors Two is bombing. Can oh, we yeah. just say that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it's definitely bombing. Woo! Yeah. All right, Dan. So we sit here on in, in mid-April, and uh, you know. Check out Dan's column, which is is currently up on popbreak dot com. Uh, just click on the movies tab, and you could you could find his uh, summer box office predictions, where he breaks down things even more than you've heard on this podcast. Feel free to tell me how wrong I'm going to be. Um, you know, Dan, you you do have an interesting history when it comes to predicting predicting box office, so I'm going to be interested to see how that goes. And uh, let's hope you don't have one that, like you said, the Fantastic Four was going to do really well last summer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. We don't. Have to if, go if we did that pod, if we did a podcast last year, I would have been like, "Dude, that movie's gonna suck." Um, I'm, I'm not getting into the Fantastic Four rant, but uh, look, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting summer to say the least. And I think I think we have to reconvene at the end of the summer to see how the dust settled, and we'll talk about it. Oh yeah, we'll I think it'll talk be about awesome. the hits, the misses, the surprises. So, uh, and we'll see how wrong we were or how right we were. I think uh, you know I feel pretty confident about some of these predictions. Damn it, I, I I'm. I feel good. I feel good about these. I think, uh, and I feel good about Suicide Squad. I think and that's I, how I'm going to leave it. And I hope I hope to get out to see more than one movie this summer, being a dad <laughs> and all. So uh, you know, for for Dan Cohen, who you could follow on Twitter at dcohenwriter. Uh, my name is Bill Bodkin. You could follow me my personal Twitter for I don't know why you would want to, but it's at bodkinwrites. But follow us on popbreak.com. You could that's pop-break.com. We are on Twitter at popbreak.com, all spelled out. Uh, it's also forward slash popbreak.com, all spelled out on Facebook. We are popbreak official on Instagram and once again, that's pop-break.com. So for Dan Cohen, I'm Bill Bodkin. Thank you for joining us for the breakcast. We will see you guys real soon. Krang. Nice. It was good. Did you, uh, did you get the, the Krang line? Yes. Nice. No, I think that uh, I think that was pretty good. I mean, we went into detail. No, that was uh, that was a good that was a good discussion. That was good. All right, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Where is it? Come on. All right, I'm gonna stop this.